Hi, I'm Chris Peppel, and you're listening to my Look to See Me podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about a very critical issue in our nation, protecting our transgender children. It's always been important, but now especially because state after state, the legislators are proposing and passing legislation that will basically try to erase transgender children, that transgender children will no longer able be able to legally get the medication that they need, get the care that they need, get the healing that they need for their, their journey in life. And so much of this is based on fear, which is stemming from misinformation that is just running quickly through our nation about what's happening to children and what are parents doing to children and, you know, the harm that we may be causing transgender children if we allow doctors to work with transgender children. And this is so much misunderstanding that people just pass along. I see it passed along on social media. I hear people talking about it. I, I hear it on the floor of the, you know, the state houses and the state senates that are passing these that representatives and senators are getting up and passing along this misinformation as well. And it makes people feel like that they have to stand up and protect children from their horrible parents who are allowing them to be transgender. And there can be nothing farther from the truth. Number one, uh, doctors are, yeah, I, There are list after list of medical associations, including pediatricians and psychologists and psychiatrists that are um, trying to educate the public on how necessary it is to provide care for transgender children. And also, transgender children are born transgender. This is not a choice that some parent is making that says, hey, won't it be fun to change the gender of my child? Or this is not some child uh, deciding it would be more fun to, to do something different, to wear different clothes for a while, or to wear makeup, or stop wearing makeup, or to wear heels. This is about the very being of the child. There's, you know, interesting research about why a child is born transgender. Uh, some have even, uh, you know, you, you can look at the top research institutes, Harvard, Yale, um, John Hopkins Mayo Clinic. I mean, there's, there's a lot of research. Uh, some of the research is indicating that it's possibly the testosterone levels of the mother during uh, certain periods of the pregnancy. That's one theory. Uh, there's there's others. We may find that there are other factors besides that, but that is one that is a possibility. There's also a link between um, having a child on the autism spectrum and having a child who is transgender in the same family. So there's a lot of research being done that, that asks the question, why? Uh, just so we know, just so we understand how to help transgender children. But this is not just a random choice that people are making. It is the very identity of the person that knows who they are. And doctors and endocrinologists, psychologists, psychiatrists 
are working with people to help them be who they are, be, you know, the transgender person that they are and how to transition so that their outer identity matches their inner identity and who their brain and who their soul tells them that they are. So I'm not going to try to explain all of that today. There's there's resources. I can post some. I have posted some before. You can find them in many places. I'm going to point to some resources. But the issue is, um, you know, these children need our support. Life is hard enough in this time when you feel different from everyone else. And when people are telling you that you are different from everyone else, and when people are not being accepted, and these these families are being targeted by governments as if these families raising transgender children are the ones that are doing something wrong. And this has got to stop. These, these are amazing families and amazing children that are doing their best to find the resources to keep these children alive and to provide them with the treatment that they need. And there's so much information about what's being done for these children. I'm going to give you a brief example of what some people are saying. You know, you're, you're mutilating children. You're, you're taking these children and you're doing all kinds of things to them when they're too young to make decisions. That's not actually correct. If you walk the journey with someone raising a transgender child, what happens first is that we have to educate ourselves because mostly parents raising transgender children don't have the resources to understand the process yet. Hopefully this is different. But as it is, you know, you hear a lot of moms say, I didn't know what to do when my child was telling me that they were a different gender than I thought they were. And if you watch and listen to stories, you will see that the first thing the parent has to do, and often parents will either say it's a phase or they'll deny it or they'll try to stop it. Because as a society, we still don't understand transchildren transgender children enough, and we have not given people the resources to automatically know what to do. So then when you realize that either your child is persistent or your child is struggling and they're facing, you know, a depression over this because you're telling them that who they know they are cannot be right, and you start to see that depression and that hurt in that child. So then you find a counselor, You go to a psychiatrist, you go to a psychologist, that psychologist helps them, you know, get the diagnosis of gender dysphoria and being transgender after talking to the child, after working with the child, after spending time with the family. This is not a quick process. This is not a just, oh, look, okay, this kid says this, so let's just go do something. This is a process to do what is the best option for the child and the family. So then, if the child 
works with the psychologist and the psychiatrist and gets the diagnosis of being transgender, of gender dysphoria, then there are medical resources. And this is where a lot of people have problems and they're trying to stop transgender children from getting the resources that they need. These are just puberty blockers is a, is a common term that we use that are already being given to other children. And you say, well, how can they be given to other children if they're not transgender? Because some, some children start puberty entirely too early. They, they start, you know, seven and eight years old and they're having issues with hormones and heavy bleeding. You know, there's a lot of treatments that we already treat children for that involve hormone therapies of some type or another because the child is having growth issues. Like I said, heavy, having too heavy of a period, uh, just all kinds of things that need medical treatment. That's all that a family of a transgender child is doing. It's giving the child time to, to stop puberty, to, to stop the hormones for a little bit, and work with the medical team, and work with psychologists, and work with psychiatrists. Can it be stopped? Sure. You know, if at any point this is not beneficial for the child, if at any point that the child changes their mind. But research shows us that children don't because this is not a choice. This is who they are. But let's say for the sake of an argument, you know, that a child gets a little bit older and wants to stop. They can. They can stop the process. They don't. You know, 98 point something percent of children and youth who say that they are transgender, stay transgender their entire life. They, they don't stop the process. They don't regret the process. So these are, this is the kind of information that we need to get out there. And I'm not sure I'm saying this very well on a podcast. You really need to find the resources. And I'll try to tell you how to find some resources. But you need to find some resources and really study this and read this. Because it, it's understanding that we need. It's education that we need. It's discussions with people going through this that we need instead of legislators who have never even met a transgender person deciding that something that parents are doing are harmful. How can you decide that? And when the doctors are telling you it's not, the endocrinologists are telling you that it's what's best for the child, the pediatricians are telling you that it's what's best for the child, the psychologist and the psychiatrist are testifying that this is what's best for the child, yet we have a legislator in our state, my, I'm in Tennessee, these laws are horrible that we're passing in Tennessee to stop care for any child under 18, even if they're already being treated. Can you imagine being treated for something and then a legislator stops that treatment who has never met you, who has never met anybody transgender, who is refusing to listen to the doctors? What are we doing? Why are we giving these, these senators and representatives this kind of power to make medical decisions. These are medical decisions that we're talking about that they're stopping parents from making. They are legislating their own misunderstanding and their own misguided morality to make decisions that 
should not be legal. They're definitely not moral. And they're not medically correct. So what can we do besides, you know, understanding, just educating? Tell your stories if you're in a safe place to do so. If you can come out and do so, we need people to tell their stories. Not everyone can. It is not a negative if you cannot. If you are not in a safe place, if your life would be in danger if you told your story, don't tell it yet. Or tell it anonymously. Find a way to put it out there with somebody else's name. I'm going to give you an example. I just had an amazing weekend in Nashville. Um, we uh, A group of mama bears. Mama bears are a, a group of moms raising LGBTQ plus kids. And we got together for a Nashville screening of the Mama Bears documentary. I'm going to read you what it says on, um, on the website, mamabearsdoc.com. Mama Bears is an intimate, thought-provoking exploration of the journeys taken by Sarah Cunningham and Kimberly Shapley to Mama Bears, whose profound love for their LGBTQ plus children has turned them into fierce advocates for the entire queer community. And Tammy Terrell Morris, a young African-American lesbian whose struggle for acceptance perfectly exemplifies why the Mama Bears are so vitally important. So these are people that found a way to tell their stories in an amazing documentary. You can go to mamabearsdoc.com and uh, sign up to host a screening if you have the availability to do that, the resources to do that, or find a screening. Some have a virtual component, so you can sign up and watch it virtually wherever you are. But this is an example of people bravely and courageously telling their stories. And you say, why courageously? Because in these times... If you're not paying attention, <laughs> you will not realize how much um, hate can be directed to people who are telling their stories and trying to be the change in this world. It takes a, a huge amount of courage to come forward because people don't want to hear it. Uh, people um, want to label you. They want to label your family. They, they want to make you an outcast. They try. Some of these families have to leave their state in some of these states where legislation is going on. So what can we do first? If we're able, tell our stories. It is so amazingly important. I want to give you another example. Um, I met Sarah Cunningham in person on this trip. And, uh, what a great honor it was to meet both her and Liz Dyer. Uh, Sarah Cunningham has a book. How We Sleep at Night, A Mother's Memoir. You can get it on Amazon and some other places. It's a, another example of a mother courageously telling her story. And so, you know, publish your stories if you can. Tell your stories if you're in a safe place to do so. Blog your stories. Whatever you can possibly do. But look at these examples of people who have done this. Like I said, Sarah Cunningham's book, How We Sleep at Night, A Mother's Memoir, the mamabearsdoc.com, go the Mama Bears documentary. What else can we do? Create resources for others to use. Create these educational resources. At, I met Liz Dyer on this trip, founder of the Mama Bears. At Sarah Cunningham is founder of not as Sarah Cunningham is not only a mama bear, but she's founder of Free Mom Hugs. So go find that resource also. 
that is, there's a public page for free mom hugs and there's groups in almost every state. Liz Dyer uh, is the founder of the Mama Bears. You can uh, go to realmamabears.org and see um, all of the resources. But I'm going to talk about one resource in particular that um, if, if you go to realmamabears.org and click on Safer Schools, there are uh, there's a lot of information because a lot of the places that transgender kids are having to fight battles are in schools. You know, a six and seven-year-old should not have to fight the battle of which bathroom to use. They know their gender. They're telling you their gender. They should be allowed to use the bathroom that they are requesting to use. You know, it, it, this should not be this big of an issue. <laughs> and for some reason it is. I don't know what people are going to, what misinformation people have about a bathroom, but if a seven-year-old child tells you that they are using the girl's bathroom, they should be allowed to use the girl's bathroom. If they are transgender and uh, have told you that they are a girl, then they go to the girl's bathroom. The end. End of discussion. (laughs) That should just be it. A lot of people just want to put a lot of fear around what's going to happen in a bathroom and what about this? What about this? Now, what about the safety of this transgender child? That That's what we're working for. So you can go uh, click on the Safer Schools, and there's a lot of resources that um, Liz Dyer has coordinated with other volunteers through the Mama Bear organization. There's a free flyer, but you can also... Um, go to um, Amazon and uh, you can search for the author, Liz Dyer, D-Y-E-R, but there's a parent's guide to advocating for their LGBTQ plus students. This is not specific to transgender, but transgender is included in this discussion. Uh, A parent's guide to advocating for their LGBTQ students will prepare parents to be effective advocates for their LGBTQ plus students. This book is a companion to the Mama Bear Safer Schools program, which is sponsored by Real Mama Bears. The Mama Bear Safer Schools program empowers parents to become effective advocates for their LGBTQ plus students by introducing them to five tips to make schools safer for all LGBTQ plus students. And this does include transgender students, of course. So I'm adding that in to my discussion today about protecting transgender students. Um, uh, Janet Duke um, has, with Strong Family Alliance, uh, she created a website uh, called Strong Family Alliance, has created a resource, Parenting Transgender Children, a guide to keeping your family strong. Amazing resource that she saw a need for and has published this. It can be found on Amazon and some other places. But again, an amazing, amazing resource that is there. Not just parents can read it, but it's a great guide for other people to just read and understand what it means to be transgender. So create resources like this. You know, work with people to get these published, get them in blog form, get them in book form, get them on a website where people can print them. So what else can you do? Be an ally. If you are not a parent of a transgender child, be an ally. 
Share their social media posts if they have the courage to tell their stories. Listen as they tell their stories. Appropriately ask questions if they give you permission, but it is not their job to educate you. It is your job to be educated by these resources that are out there. So ask them if they have resources, if you're unsure which are responsible resources to read. I know when you Google things, you can get all kind of craziness sometimes. So um, ask, hey, is this a good resource? I'd like to know more. What's a good resource? Share resources on your own social media pages. You know, put these resources out there. If, if you hear a good speaker in your community, if your nonprofit group has a resource out there, share it, put it out there. Don't make parents be the target of all of this misinformation and then the hate directed at them. Be their ally. Stand with us. Feel the pressure we're under. Write your senators. Educate your senators. Right now, senators seem to think and representatives seem to imply that there are just a few crazy parents who don't want these laws. That's not true. A lot of you don't want these laws, but a lot of you are not standing with the transgender community, are not educating others on what it means to be transgender. Write, write your legislators, stand with them, tell them that this is crazy, that they cannot go against medical advice to stop treatment of a child. You can look at things like Tennessee Equality Project, uh, different states have similar things where you can find letters that have wording. That's another resource that somebody has created to help people know what to say. If that's not your natural gift and talent to be a, a letter writer, they provide the letters for you and you can just kind of personalize them a little bit. But again, share these resources, stand up Put on a t-shirt that says, protect transgender children. I know that sounds silly, but if people see you as an ally, you become an educational source. You become a, you know, somebody can say, why in the world would you protect transgender children? And then you can tell them, you know, well, I've been doing research and here's the resources I found and pediatricians and, um, you know, endocrinologists and the entire medical association pretty much says that we should respect the medical needs of transgender children. Now, what about if you're neither and you just have, I, my guess is if you're not a parent or not an ally, you've already turned this podcast off. But what if you're still listening and you are not a parent and you're not an ally? I want you to ask yourself why. What resources are you using that could be giving you misinformation? I mean, do you know a transgender person or the parent of a transgender person? Have you sat with them? If you watch the Mama Bear documentary, if you read these books, uh, if you, um, and, and uh, Sarah Cunningham's book is not about, let me be clear, it's not about a transgender child, but it's a parent of a gay child. And it still counts as a resource for this because it's showing us how to courageously tell our stories. Talk to people, read some of these books so that you can see that these are parents who are deeply loving with their children, who want what's best for their children. And sit at the table with these parents. Stop making these parents seem like villains who are out to just harm their children. So if you're neither a parent or an ally, ask yourself where you're getting your misinformation. 
And why is this so important to you to cause harm to transgender children whom you don't even know? Why would you allow your state to make a decision for a family that's a personal medical decision? That's an important question to ask. And why are we allowing so many of these states to make legislation that's against medical advice, that harms these families, that's causing such deep stress and pain and sorrow for families who love their kids. These are amazing kids. Being transgender is just a part of who they are. They're artists, they're dancers, they're engineers, they're writers, they're going to grow up to be doctors and endocrinologists themselves, and they're going to be parents, and they're going to be whatever else we allow them to be if we allow them to grow up whole and safe and happy. That's what I mean by protecting our transgender children. They're whole people. Love them as they are. Quit making these families the villains in our states. So tell your stories when you can. Find the courage when it's a safe place. Create resources for others to use. Be an ally. Listen, share posts, share resources. And if you're neither, ask yourself why. Why do you want to cause harm to somebody that you don't know, that you have not walked in their shoes? All right. Love to all of you. And I appreciate you listening. Come back again next time for my Look to See Me podcast.